what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Good morning, Meredith. How are you today? I'm... I don't know how I'm doing today. I think I'm still processing last night's episode, and I don't know how to feel other than confused. It almost felt like there were two separate episodes. There was the episode with two dates with Blake and Justin, and then there was Greg and Greg's situation. Yeah, I texted you last night at approximately 8.45 and said, we've already gotten through Blake and Justin. We are going to have a lot of Greg lights in our podcast today. And, and, and early on in the Greg date, I texted you that Greg would be roadkill by the end of the episode, which I thought was pretty spot on. Well, first we need to discuss, is Greg gone or not? Because... We did not see his car exit. There were no exit interviews with him. It was just him walking away from Katie, saying he was done. But there was no real goodbye there. It seemed more just like the middle of an argument. He needed some space to me. I think that before we get to I, I think obviously that this discussion is going to focus on Greg. So can we get a few of the, the Blake and Justin things out of the way first, and then we can spend the rest of the podcast dealing with Greg? If we must, if we must. So for me, I must say that I kind of enjoyed Blake's uh, Blake's date with Katie. You know, he, you know, Blake's a goofy meathead kind of guy. He seems fun. They seem to have a nice time together. I I enjoyed the fact that they played truth or dare darts and that Katie's favorite ice cream is Chubby Hubby, which is also one of my favorite ice creams. Yeah, we're pro Ben and Jerry's. So if they're listening out there, this would be an excellent advertising option for them to come on our podcast. I thought you were a chunky monkey kind of guy. Well, I'm both. I'm, I'm chubby hubby and chunky monkey. Those Dude, are my two Ben and Jerry's flavors. I have to admit that I don't know what either of those flavors are. Well, that, that I have to say that it means more for me. So don't don't get into my Ben and Jerry's uh, stuff there. I like that the, yeah, they were playing hockey and they called car, game on, game off. That was right out of Wayne's World. Again, right up my alley. The movie Wayne's World, you look confused. Michael Myers, you should watch that right after you watch Say Anything with John Cusack. You know, we're throwing out lots of good movie references for our listeners. Um, you know, I really enjoyed uh, the way that uh, Blake's mom was talking to him when she said, man the F up and tell her that you love her. I, I enjoyed that very much. Well, uh, so, I, so anyway. I enjoyed Blake's sister talking shit to him about Katie being, quote unquote, the one, even though he said that Claire was the one and then Tasha was the one. Gave me a good laugh. I, I think we all need to have a sister that'll keep us honest like that on national television. She seemed to have a few rough edges about her. <laughs> well, I do you remember Serena P.? From Matt's season. She's also Canadian. 
made it to Final Four and then self-eliminated? No, but I, I remember the name. I'm sure if I saw a picture of her, I'd remember her. Well, her home she's Canadian, and her hometown date was incredibly similar to Blake's. And I feel like we might have just uh, sent all of our Canadian decorations from Nima Colon down to New Mexico and, and basically just redid the whole date. Well, I think we should keep those uh, close by in storage because I suspect that uh, we'll always have Canadians hopping on the show. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so anyway, I, I found Blake's date to be, for the most part, a highlight. I enjoyed it. You know, I don't know where you stand on it. Justin's date, not so much. I I enjoyed Blake's date. It was definitely just like our typical, what we're used to, common hometown date. And and before t- last night's episode, I would have guessed, although everyone knows how I feel about Greg, I would have guessed that Katie would end up with Blake. It seems like her most healthy, natural relationship out of the three to me. Well, it, it certainly seems like Blake and Greg were the two. It was going to be one of those two. Of course. And, and uh, you know, I don't know. Blake, to me, sort of seems like a high-risk, high-reward type uh, fellow where it could go spectacularly great or you might find out that he's just such a goof that he's really not a guy that you really – he's fun for the weekend, but not not for spending the rest of your life with. Well, I Greg seems more risky to me. He definitely seems like he could crack at any moment. <laughs> Well, he certainly does. He certainly does now. I agree with that. You know, I I think uh, he put those cards on the table. So what did you think of the Justin date? Um, First off, I thought I would like to know why Justin's parents did not come because that obviously they don't support him being on the show and they are just totally sabotaging him because there's just absolutely no way that a lead is going to pick someone whose family won't, they haven't met. Well, it seemed like from the conversation they were having on the phone, the parents couldn't get their arms around the fact that Justin might be getting engaged to a girl that he's known for four weeks, six weeks, a very short period of time. Yeah. Maybe it'd be easier to get their arms wrapped around it if they met the girl. Perhaps. I mean, is is it conceivable that, normal parents might say to their kid, look, I don't think you should go on that show. I don't support you going on that show. This is not how you should be meeting your future spouse. And if you want to go on to it, that's great. The fact that you know, you're, the odds of you getting to the finals and me having to come out there, not very high, but don't expect me to show up if you get there. Do you think that a parent might say that to a kid? I know mine sure wouldn't. You might want to rethink that, but go ahead. <laughs> Um, I also enjoyed Justin's friends. I found them to be quite impressive. I think Justin's like around my age, like 26-ish. And I'm assuming his friends are around the same age. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the typical 26-year-old bro conversations don't tend to be as like deep or emotional or vulnerable as the ones we saw last night. So I, I was just like impressed with the caliber of conversation that we got. I, I, I think I think that's fine. I think it was great that his uh, friends were able to stand in, but I I just found the whole situation very awkward. Of Katie coming in and 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 obviously this this was difficult for Justin to explain to Katie that my parents 
are not going to be here, at least on the show. He didn't really go into much detail with Katie about why they weren't going to be here. But um, uh, you know, the, you know, the, the four of them sitting around, Justin, Katie, and his two friends, just seemed like a very awkward combination of people. I don't feel like it would have been any more awkward than Justin, Katie, and his mom and dad, though. Okay. Well, I, and obviously she was sort of expecting mom and dad and like, uh, it, here's the bros and it's just, that it's is just a, big a very- mental shift. Like she said, I mean, meeting, <laughs> meeting your boyfriend's parents compared to meeting his best friends, very, two very yeah. different Katie's that we would see in those situations. And, and apparently, am, am I right in that she gave a, a baby gift to one of them? Baby we- gift? I thought like she gave one of the friends like uh, the I, I sort of assumed he was a new parent. And I do gave, not remember hearing anything about babies. She gave one of them a gift and it looked like it could have been some type of like alcohol shaped bottle in a bag. I I thought that she made she made some remark about it was for for his new child or something like that a baby gift. So I, I I'm not going to go back and watch and find out. But that's what I thought she said. Which, okay, well, I I don't recall that, but I also probably won't go back and watch that either. Have you spent time in Baltimore? I have been to Baltimore before, yes. Not a, not a lot of time. I have good friends that live in Baltimore. I, I have a good friend that lives in Baltimore, and I've spent time in Baltimore, and I, I don't recall seeing a lot of horse-drawn carriages and it being this calm uh, you know, you know, serene place that that Justin seemed to be wanting to describe Baltimore as. Yeah, I don't really remember like horse-drawn carriages either. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just questioning that. Okay. All right, are we ready to move on to, to the meat it, of the episode? Let's do it. Okay, I don't even, I don't really know where to start here. So let's like start with the date that Greg puts on. Greg's from. New Jersey, where you were born. Um, he, apparently, he's from a beach town in New Jersey. I have not spent much time in New Jersey. Um, I, When I picture New Jersey, I picture the MTV show Jersey Shore, lots of guidos and lots of fist pumping. But, you know, Greg showed us a new side, a different side, I guess, to New Jersey. And I... I really enjoyed their little basketball scene where Greg talks about how their first date when they went fishing, Katie showed him something that was important to her because she did a lot with her dad before her dad passed. And Greg was like, this is something I want to do with you. Like basketball is a big part of my life. His, my dad was my coach growing up and Greg said he hadn't really played since his dad passed. So I thought it was, it was sweet that he wanted to share that with Katie Despite Katie being a terrible basketball player, I I thought that that was very sweet. I mean, um, you know, they they didn't seem overly comfortable on their tandem bike, but uh, you know, other than that, everything seemed to be going pretty swimmingly. Mm-hmm. And I must say, when uh, they were sitting, I guess, on the bench, and they and they had Greg did the little rain shower like in Seattle. I I gotta say, you know, I'm. You know, this isn't my cup of tea, but I thought it was pretty romantic. I thought that was a pretty good move on on Greg's part, and I don't think they wasted as much water on that one as they did in the Seattle scene. Yeah, it was very cute. And we got they got their second notebook scene of the season. Um, thought it was a little silly when Katie 
asked Greg and seemed surprised. Does it rain in Jersey? Katie, it rains pretty much everywhere. Jersey isn't actually known for its rainstorms, but yeah, it's like it rains in Jersey, just like it rains in North Carolina, like it rains in Pennsylvania. It rains. We're, <laughs> we're not in a we're not in a drought here on in, on the eastern coast. No. So the day portion of the day, I think we can all agree, went pretty well. And mm-hmm. then we get to meet some of Greg's family. We meet his mom and his brother and his best friend. We don't get to meet either of his sisters and obviously not his dad because he's dead. So I think that the family portion of the day also went very well. Seemed to go very well. Yeah. His mom, his friend are all saying, you know, it's so good to see you happy or we haven't seen you happy and made it feel to me like he's been having issues probably since his father's death, which is understandable. And, and um, he's, I don't want to say he's been depressed. You know, I'm not uh, a professional uh, psychiatrist, psychologist, so I can't really speak to that, but you know, they made it sound like he's been having issues. And, and now when he's with Katie, he seems to be a happy, it's, it's the old Greg. It's so good to see him light up again. Yeah, he like he did seem very happy introducing her to the family. He does not seem that happy during most episodes, though. Even when he's with her, he still has that kind of like sad puppy dog face a lot. But he definitely seemed his happiest when he got to see his family. And I put as um, a highlight, I thought it was very surprising when Katie told Greg's mom that Greg will be there next week. Like she knows for sure that he's making it through the week. And I don't think I've ever heard a lead tell parents that before. So I I was very surprised. Although it did seem like that kind of came back to bite Katie in the ass by the end of the end of the episode. Uh, Yeah. And uh, obviously she was putting some cards on the table, but, Ultimately, it seems like she's still playing the bachelor game and Greg was ready to end the game. Yeah, but Katie's doing what she signed up for and Greg is not really doing what he signed up for. Katie has, even though she's there to find love, she's the lead and she has to help. She knows she's putting on a TV show. She can't just say, okay, we're done now. Like, I can't just end it. You know, we have fantasy suites. We have the finale. Like, we have steps that we have to get through and Greg, you should know this, like, just trust me, it'll work out, but just calm down until then. I think that's what Katie is trying to tell him. I I agree. And, you know, and, but we also know that there have been seasons where things have not gone to plan. Most recently Claire's season where she pretty much halfway through the season said, I found the guy I'm leaving. I think saying halfway is, is a bit generous. And, and we're, we're, we're going, um, you know, we're going to go live happily ever after, which it probably doesn't work out that way. So, you know, we, we've sort of danced around this, but basically Greg sort of goes 180 degrees from I've never seen Greg so happy to Greg is melting down, freaking out and, and losing it because he doesn't feel like Katie is reciprocating his feelings. Now, I will tell you that there was a time when they were talking when she was very quiet and and 
I almost got the impression that she was looking for Greg to propose right there. No. To get to, yes, to get no. down on one knee. And you know, Greg is putting his heart out there saying that, throwing the love word out there and doing everything that poor Greg can do to show his heart and his emotion. And the way she was looking at him, I almost got the sense that if he had got down on one knee, we'd be done. She would have like accepted his proposal, but no, that's not the way it worked out. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. I don't know what was going through Katie's head in that scene when Greg is pouring his heart out, but you can, I could see the moment when like a, a switch like went off in Greg because he's pouring out his heart saying, you filled a hole inside of me. I've never been so happy. I love you so much. And Katie just kind of keeps looking at him and she gives him like a nice look like, I think she's trying to tell him with her eyes that she loves him back. And he's like, what? What is it? Why are you looking at me like that? And all she says is, I really like looking at you. And you can just see Greg's face like, what the fuck? Like, what? That's all you're going to give me? And I don't think that Greg wanted her to say, I'm in love with you too. But I think he needed some type of validation something more than I like looking at you. And I think that Katie should know that he needs some type of validation. I feel like throughout this whole season, almost every conversation we get between Greg and Katie, Katie's saying, I'm worried you're going to leave. Like you don't, I, I just have this feeling you're going to leave. Like she needs to give him that validation. She's known that the whole season, especially if Greg is her number one, like she's been saying, like you need to do whatever you can to give this man who's on that verge of mental breakdown, whatever like breadcrumbs he needs to stick around. But Katie is still, I don't know what those breadcrumbs are. And obviously she spends the rest of the episode trying to figure out what they are. Uh, but, but Greg has sort of reached a conclusion that at the time when he laid his cards on the table and put his heart out there, uh, she did not, respond in a way that uh, uh, that was acceptable. And I think he said, I deserve more than what I've been given from your side. I don't know if he said that when, during the date or the next day when he went to her room. But, um, you know, he, he kind of turns into, you know, he, he has, to, to me, he's just got this expectations of this thing should have ended that night. You know, I, I, I get the sense that after he, saw the date going on with Blake and saw that, you know, she's enjoying herself with other guys, crazy stuff's going on in his head and he can't deal with it. The thought of, I don't think he could handle the thought of fantasy suites with other guys and what Blake plans to do with the maple syrup, who knows? (laughs) Uh, So I, I think that he, he was trying to end the game last night. I think that he just loves her so much that it scares him to think that she doesn't know it's him for sure already, which I think is very fair in a real world situation. But this, this is the bachelorette, you know, this is how the show works. 
but I feel I feel like she's trying to do everything she can to tell him it's you without saying it's you. But then, you know, when he comes to her room and is saying, like, I told your mom, like, you're getting a rose this week. You're my number one. And he seems to really hate any quote unquote game talk that she has. Even though we're still in the game. Yeah, even though we're still in the game, which I, I don't really get. But I understand, like, I think that would have been enough validation for me if I were Greg. But Greg, he doesn't seem as stable as most. Well, and, and I always got the impression that he was sort of the quiet guy that, you know, he was sort of shy. You know, the, the part of the things that I think probably make him attractive to, to women are for this sort of show, he seemed pretty normal. He seemed like a pretty normal guy. He wasn't going out of his way to pound his chest and to do crazy stuff to, to, uh, to, to show off. He, he sort of seemed to be himself and a it, normal person. Him being a normal guy might be what is his demise though. He can't handle a situation like this. Yeah. And well. especially not after like, going through his dad's death and being so down and sad and finally finding someone that brings him back to life, makes him happy again. Someone that like he really needs in his life. And I mean, I feel for him. That's gotta be, it's gotta be hard, especially when you have the producers playing against you when they got Blake's hometown date set up right outside of your room. Like that's mean. Well, I, I, I didn't think of it like that with the producers. You know, I didn't know if he, yeah, yeah I, I guess he was just standing on the balcony. So it was sort of in his face. So yeah, that was, that. you know, where's Justin? Can he see the stuff too? I don't know. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Greg's the one that just seems like he's, he's sort of cracking up there. I, I am a little confused though, at how quickly Greg changed his mind on Katie. I think that is concerning that, you know, he seemed very genuine talking to his family about Katie and his feelings for her, how she's the one, how much he loves her. But it feels like he's bailing the first time that Katie doesn't live up to his expectations. And it does sort of seem like he was looking for any thread to grab to unravel the whole thing and leave. Like it, it I understand why he's upset, but it doesn't feel like his reaction is equivalent to what happened. Well, I, I agree with you there. And it, it makes you question his, whether he's got the emotional maturity to get married at this point in time, whether, you know, he's emotionally prepared for it. You know, I, I, uh, up until last night, I, I sort of saw him as, I saw him as the favorite and, even if he comes back, you know, or, or hasn't left when, and, you know, we, we saw some teasers for next week that sort of led me to believe that he he's gone or, or at least he's gone at the beginning of the episode. We don't know how this thing might end up, but uh, I, I wonder whether Katie will have second thoughts about whether if I thought Greg was the one, maybe I'm not so sure now because, you know, I'm just not sure if I say the wrong thing one day, is he going to go crazy and, and leave? I don't know. So it's a problem. Yeah, it's concerning. So let's talk about what we think is happening. Is Greg gone? 
because we we don't see his ex like tearful exit where he's in the car getting interviewed or anything like that. We don't get a real goodbye between him and Katie. And then the weirdest part to me was the end credits. You know, usually that's where we get some bloopers. And we pretty much much got like a Greg and Katie relationship memorial where it's, it's like, like this is the like death Greg, of their relationship. Or like the is Greg dead. You know, I you know, I was wondering, you know, it's the sort of thing that you see when when a um, you know famous actor or someone's dead. That's what they show at the Oscars. You know, here's the montage of great scenes. Yeah, the it was so odd. And it I don't know if it's supposed to be like the montage to their love that is like let's memorialize how great it was now that it's gone or if it's hold on to this. It was so important. Like it was so real. It's not over. Well, I can always, you know, I, I'm, the, the teasers for next week are certainly coloring uh, my thought process where uh, Tasha and Caitlin come in with big news for, for Justin and Blake. And it, it, it looks to me like Katie's Katie's gone and or Katie is leaving and sorry, we're not having an engagement and uh, and she is going home and she sees her mother who is consoling her and and uh, you know so my my take was she's leaving, Greg's gone, but I wonder what happens after that because I I assume because you've told me that next week is three hours. We're going to have some sort of reunion situation, which promises to be a traffic wreck. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of the vibe I was getting to. You know, we end the show with Katie saying she wants someone to book her a plane to get home. Um, I I would guess that Tasha and Caitlin are sitting Greg and Bl- are sitting Blake and Justin down to say that Katie's done. Um, but that's a lot to get through in three, uh, not a lot to get through in three hours. So they can have the one hour reunion show too, which you'll be interested in to see who shows up to that. Yeah. So, so I guess our prediction is that Katie leaves or at least knows it's not Justin or Blake and is gonna either end up by herself or end up trying to get Greg back. I think that's what we think as of today, but uh, stay tuned because we'll be back next week with an exciting conclusion. But, you know, let's talk about right reason and wrong reason before we go. Okay. So my right reason I gave to Blake and his family for understanding the assignment and giving us a very normal hometown date and, you know, knowing his place in this show. He understood what he signed up for, for a second time. And didn't have a mental or emotional breakdown and spiral, causing Katie to want to quit the show. So good job, Blake. And, of course, my right reason goes to Justin's parents. Oh, we didn't didn't see that one coming. Basically say, we ain't coming out there. This isn't enough time for you to get into a serious relationship. Come on, man. So um, congratulations for Justin's parents for holding that line with other committed loving parents throughout the country. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So wrong reason. I know that they're on social media right now. There's a lot of like, are you team Katie or are you team Greg? And I don't know which team I am. 
I feel like I'm team both. So I'm giving my wrong reason to not either of them, but as I said before, to the producers for setting up Blake's hometown date right outside of Greg's hotel room and just, you know, really instigating that mental breakdown. Okay. Well, I'm not I'm not prepared to say I'm team Katie or team Greg because I, I feel for both of them. But I do give my wrong reason this week to Greg for going cuckoo and from going from she lights up my life to five minutes later of you don't give me what I need, you don't get me and and basically melting down and shooting himself in the foot. Uh, so I, I just I just can't get my arms around how we went from happy Greg to meltdown Greg so quickly. That that is fair. I understand that point. However, I do not fault him. Okay. So who's your who's your MVP? I'm giving yeah, you know, this this was a bit of a wacky episode, but I'm giving the MVP to our co host Caitlin. I thought that the way that she handled Katie's breakdown was was good in like a girlfriend type way. You know, your friend's crying in the bathroom. You're going to sit outside the door and try and talk her through it. Chris Harrison would not have been sitting outside of Katie's bathroom door trying to talk her through this emotional time. And I think it worked really well that Caitlin had also been a lead and had experienced this and said, you know, I've gone through the same thing. Like I sat down and cried in my salad one day, said I was done, said I wanted to go home. Like, I understand where you've been. And I thought that it's got to be helpful for Katie to have people there that have gone through the same experience for her. Well, I I can see that. And it did strike me that from from what I gather, Caitlin didn't end up with anybody from her her show, she ended up with somebody from a different show. She was engaged to her winner for like two or three years before they broke up. So they lasted a long time. Okay. So I, I, I mean, I, I was just wondering whether, you know, she's saying, oh, it's going to be okay. You're really not going to end up with anybody from this show anyway. So don't sweat it. Not sure why we went through this, but don't worry about it. But I, I thought I've not been a big fan of Caitlin, but I thought she handled that situation as about as well as a friend can handle it. So, so good for her. Mm-hmm. Do you have any fatherly advice to wrap us up? So, speaking of friends, I I was impressed with Justin's friends, and I don't even remember their names. We'll call them Bert and Ernie. One was uh, named Herb. All right, Herb and Ernie. Uh, so you know, cherish your best friends. You know the, you know they'll have your back. And the way they stood in there for for Justin when his parents didn't show up, I was impressed by that. So you know, I'm I'm all you know loyalty, good friends. Uh, you know, this is for Greg. You and your significant other are going to have some ups and downs. You're going to have some bad dates on occasion. You have to work through them. And just not get up and leave the show. You got to stay in there and work through those issues if you, if you really want to be with that person. So it's it's not always going to be perfect. You're going to have to work through those issues. And lastly, I will say, be careful not to do over. You're, you got to be careful not to overthink things and get to analysis paralysis. You know the the difference being when Greg and Blake were sitting on the couch talking to each other, and Greg is like. 
you, you know, you see things going crazy in Greg's brain saying how he can't handle it. And Blake saying, yeah, I'm going to go work out. You know, sometimes being a meathead like Blake can be a good thing. You know, he's Blake's not overthinking things too much. He's going to go he's going to go uh, work, work off some steam, you know, and, and Greg is going to go insane. So sometimes you just got to not overthink things too much. So anyway, that's what I got for you today. Okay. Yeah. That, that all makes okay sense. So I, I have no bones to pick with any of that. Okay. All right. Well, that's all we've got for this week. So join us next time to hear about the finale, the three hour finale of Katie's season from the right perspective and my dad's. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.